Hi, and welcome to Daily Dose Danny. This is episode six. Today, Camille from Pixel and I will be kickstarting our podcast series. Get ready to hear all about the do's and don'ts and ins and outs of digital marketing. We will be sharing industry insights that will help you with your startup biz. Today, we are chatting about influencer marketing. Today, we are chatting about influencer marketing. So, hi, Camille, and welcome. I'm so excited to do the series with you. Hi, Danny. Me too. I'm super excited for episode two of our series together. <laughs> exactly. So, there's so many fun things to talk about influencer marketing. I feel like all my clients and people I often talk to have so mm-hmm. many questions regarding influencer marketing. Right. <laughs> it's something that's really out there, but like a lot of people just, it's, it, it is a lot to, um, there's so less, I mean, there's so much and so little information at the same time online that it's really hard to really pinpoint what you want with influencer marketing when you're brand. So yeah, let's do this. Exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. So one of the first few questions that somebody asked was, um, how much should you be spending? So what are your thoughts on influencer budgets when it comes to the projects and things that you are doing? Right. Uh, well, this, this one is really tricky. Um, so back then when influencers started, um, influencers usually had, uh, they were pretty big. I mean, like they usually had a, a, a big base of uh, followers. Now you have so many different ranges of, of influencers that it's really hard to, um, to uh, adapt your budget, I think. And there's no like set fees for, for anybody. Like there is, um, like you should have a, 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 an idea of a budget in your mind, depending on like, um, the amount of followers that the influencer has or which platform they're using. That's also one thing. I mean, it depends on, on which platform they're using. It's the price isn't the same for someone on Facebook or for someone on YouTube or someone on Instagram. Um, I don't know much about Twitter. Um, I don't even know if they have influencers on Twitter, on Twitter but um, they do. <laughs> they do. Great. See, that's, that's, how, that's how much I know about Twitter. Um, <laughs> you can talk about that after because I just don't know anything about that. Um, to be honest, what I recommend usually when I work with brands for what we do, we always work with um, micro influencers just, by, just because so micro influencers are usually between like, again, it really depends on, on people's definition of micro influencers, but usually it's between like five to 10K to like 40, 50K. For me, that's a micro influencer just because they're much closer and much more engaged with their audience. So I always recommend that. And um, also because a lot of them, uh, they're much more easy to reach out to uh, and they're much more inclined to like taking different types of partnerships um, and also different types of budgets. Um, the ones yeah, that I hire, feel like they're, they're so much more flexible if you work they with are the micro much more flexible. so more, much more chilled. Yeah. But when, so when you do your budget, you really have to think about like uh, what you need them to do uh, and, and really adapt depending on that. Like for us, for example, they only come and shoot for 30 minutes. They don't have anything really to do aside from just like being present and like participating in the video. And then we do all the work. So usually we don't really pay them um, any cash or if we do, it's usually small amounts or in exchange, we usually like have them come in next into like a service or a product. So it, it really depends on budgets are, are tricky, but I think you have to decide first how much you want to be spending and how much That's you want. That's exactly what I yeah. wanted to say. It's like, normally I backtrack. Like people say, how much should I be spending? And that's not really the question. I feel like right. you should say, okay, how much do you have to spend? What is your mm-hmm. monthly budget? And then let's backtrack from there 
and negotiate because you can always negotiate and be like, okay, I only of have course. X amount to spend this month. So would you be willing to do a post and this? And then you just discuss and then people are really open to, especially if they love your product and they want to work with you, they'll do a lot more for a lot less. Yeah, um, but obviously brands that people aren't eager to work with, they end up spending a lot more because it's harder to get people that want to promote them and work with their product. So it's all about finding influences that are yeah. in alignment with your brand goals and sort of. Exactly. Um, it's about finding you know. the right one. Yeah, so definitely. Which takes a lot of time. But if you don't have that much budget uh, or you really want to allocate it carefully, uh, then you really have to take time and find the right person, which you, which you do, which every brand does, but it's a little trickier. I mean, if you're if you're stuck in terms of time and you have a lot of budget, then I'll then just go on any platform and and book someone with a lot of visibility. But if you don't, then you need to you know really think about your budget first, and then really think about the person you're going to be working with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that sort of taps back into the next question, which mm-hmm. is I've often had brands come to me and say I have zero budget. Um, what can I do? How can I work with influencers? I really want to promote what I'm doing. And I actually think not having a budget gets people to be more creative in how they work with influencers. What yeah. has been your experience on like no budgets and different activations? Uh, with no budgets, um, usually the brands that we worked with who had no budget, either they, they already had a relationship with, um, with those influencers that were, that were keen on doing it for free. Uh, which is one thing already, like networking and having a, a, a pool of influence that you already know, either personally or through business, it's, it's good. That's something that you really work on, like, you know, throughout um, the, the, the years uh, or um, usually exchange for um, products. I've worked with this brand one time. They paid their influencer with food. They were a supermarket brand. It was it was kind of amazing because I had all those packages of like cheese and ham and stuff from <laughs> that's awesome i'd love to be paid in cheese and ham (laughs) yeah and they like they got paid like so much cheese and like well i mean there were tons of other little products in there but like they they all left with like a a big pack of like a big package of food and stuff and really nice products so they they really enjoy that um what i recommend if you cannot give a service or a budget sometimes i try to um uh see if you can if you can uh, not hire but like work with influencers uh and have them become ambassadors because it doesn't help just your brand grow but it helps them grow at the same time because you will be growing together so it, visibility goes you know both ways um and if they have no budget but um they can also sell I've, I've, I have approached before influencers saying, look, that my client doesn't have any budget on this, but if you are in our, in this video, uh, we will be promoting also a lot on our pages and we will be putting ourselves budget on promoting that. So you will be getting also visibility. So visibility is also one thing you can sell to influencers, which is fun, which is interesting because usually it's the other way around. Like you go to influencers to get visibility, but you can also sell that to them if they are small ones. Yeah. And you want to like, um have them being like you know loyal and and stay with you throughout like you know a period of like six months or a year as like ambassadors yeah exactly I feel like there's so many different ways you can work with influencers that don't necessarily need to be paid like whether you want to do guest postings whether you want to like see them free products whether you just want to run a giveaway um whether you want to have them do a little takeover if they love your brand they're normally cool or like affiliation programs 
if they like the brand, like they just just some of them will be. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be working for free for you forever, but um, they they'd be inclined to help out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, you'd be surprised. When I used to work in Korea, obviously, um, I was working for a French agency, but one of my clients was GoPro, and they have a really good influencer program. And what we usually would do is they would offer the influencers an experience. Right. So the yeah. brand would see them free products and we'd have events, um, say once a year or twice a year where all the influencers are invited. And that's how they get to sort of get to know the product and get the education they need and network with each other. Mm-hmm. And that became sort of like a cult following, like people wanted to be an influencer with GoPro, even though mainly it was unpaid projects, but yeah. they were just so eager to be part of that brand because of the lifestyle it created. Yeah, so course. I really like yeah. their approach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. So let's see. Another question that came through was, um, do you think every brand should consider influencer marketing? What's your opinion on that? And um, then I'll give you mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that one, um, it's not tricky. It's, uh, I like what well, we just said about this before, but I had this this client in uh, in France who came to me. They're um, they they work in real estate, um, and they came to me. They were like, "Look, we really want to get into influencer marketing, uh, uh, but we just don't really know like how or, or or in which way we can do that because we we've never really thought about it, and we've never really seen anybody in the real estate, you know, in 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 France or Europe do that." Um, I think. I think every brand should consider influencer marketing. It is the future of of, of marketing, but um, I think you a lot of brand thinks that it's very limited in the way that you can use influencer marketing. And I think people uh, tend to lack creativity when it comes to uh, really using influencer marketing and in, in implementing it into your uh, your communication strategy. Um, so I for I think every yeah I think everyone should consider it. I think it's just you really need to think about how you could use that. Um, in your content rather than just because a lot of people think it's just you know it's just one person you know posting a, a photo of your product or or the selling your service you know yeah again a post on on social media whereas there's so much more that can be done with influencer marketing you just really need to um well first of all have someone help help you if you don't know how to properly um create an influencer marketing campaign but uh but really think about like how you can include those and create and still create visibility without having them just like just create a, a, a basic post on their on their Instagram. I think there's so much more with uh, that uh, relationship with influencer marketing than just what's out there. So what what's exactly. your take on it? And I, and I think it's more about the authenticity of it. When you see yeah. someone who's actually engaging with a product or actually giving advice or, or creating some educational content or something, it's all about that authenticity. Does it feel real? Does it feel natural? Am I inspired? Do I want to use the product? So I feel like influencer mm-hmm. marketing is such more or organic way to reach out to people's followers Yeah, that I definitely agree with you. Like influence marketing, building up reviews, building up a good customer service, making sure that your brand is telling people sort of what you believe in and who you are. People buy into the brand messages. Yeah, and well, I think influencer marketing is such a big part of that. Well, yeah, because then they're supposed to represent the, the customer. So people get attracted to that. They're like, oh, if that person who I look up to is buying this, then then I should probably buy this too, or at least look into it. Yeah. Exactly. So any so brand I, I, that, yeah. I agree. And I think uh, more brands should be more creative in the way that they they do these 
sort of activations with influencers, but also more strategic on who they work with. Because so yeah, many times you're just throwing money in the water and that's not really the way we can do it going forward. No, true. Definitely. I think that comes in the next question. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the one of the other questions that came up, or I've recently sort of developed a program and also wrote an online blog, because part of what I used to do is I would often have to write the briefs and manage the, right. the influencers to align better with the brands. So in your opinion and with your industry, what type of briefs, what type of planning do you do with each of the influencer activations that you do? Um, so for us, because we're in charge of all the creative of the campaign and we, again, like we, they don't really create, the influencers come in on shoot with us and we create everything. So they just have to like kind of sit there and we guide them through the, what we need from them, but they don't really have to prepare so much because we create all the posts and everything. So when it comes to briefs, I mostly um, what we've done is, is, is a lot of research. Like we really research our influencers before we have them come on shoot uh, just because it needs to really fit with the brand. Uh, and because, you know, they obviously their audience needs to resonate with the brand's audience. Um, but we've, if, if there's one thing, especially because us, we, we need, you know, it's, it's like I said last time, like it's our format is really quick. So when, when they come on shoot, they need to be fully prepared. They need to know what they have to say and then they need to go. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's very quick. So uh, having a really structured brief and really knowing who is going to be on shoot with you and, and really knowing what you expect from them and, and them really knowing what they have to say and, and, uh, I think it's and, and knowing about the brand also obviously before they come and shoot I think it's just the best way to do it but I think you might know more on this than me because again it, we, we use influencer marketing in a really different way um, so I don't know what's your take on, on, on that and on briefs sure so um, I recently actually wrote uh, a blog post about it and for me I think the most important thing in influencer briefs are to let them know what your goal is and what you're really looking to achieve with activation mm -hmm. and then being a bit more open as to how they want to do that giving them a bit of creative freedom and then I think what's really sort of happened in the past before is being in alignment with the timeline and when you expect the post mm -hmm. what type of information they should include because a lot of influencers if you don't provide them with all the information they need to link back to your brand and communicate um, then they won't do that so briefs are really important in making sure that the correct call to action is provided mm -hmm. that the reshares and the timeline align with what your brand is posting as well yeah um, and that you can best plan sort of those reshares and things. So for me, a detailed brief is really important, but obviously being very open-minded in the creative process of the activation so that the KOL still has the freedom to produce the types of content. Yeah. Right, yeah, I think um, it depends on that, the brand. That they were. Yeah, sorry. Exactly. It depends on like no, how no. much they want to, you know, how much they want to uh, be um, overseeing, let's say, the uh, the creative process. Some Some brands I've seen just like, come in and they already know everything and they're pretty much dictating the influencer what they should or should not do others they're they're more like I that have, I is a good clients. topic yeah i have seen clients that before. i've actually had disaster experience I, I have this which... yeah i've had this time this client just came in and it was like okay i need this influencer to do that and i'm like but i, I mean like do you have a, a, a structured idea of what you want them to do and it was a complete nightmare because then we had all these influencers were so different and we were all at all this content coming in and it made no sense and i was like okay well 
um, here we go. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I worked with a brand that I won't name a few years ago, and they had a very large budget. And I think because they had such a big budget, yeah. they thought it was okay to just boss the influencers around completely. And eventually I told them if they don't back off a bit, the influencer will quit and they will not have them yeah. for their big campaign. And eventually the influencer completely pulled out of the project and they had to, we had to rush as an agency to try and find a new one. But it was so unfortunate because if they had just given a little bit more creative freedom, it could have been mm-hmm. a great campaign. Yeah, I think a lot so of brands. It's definitely a fine line. It is a fine line. I think a lot of brands will treat influencers as just like just plain normal clients. I mean, you should never treat a client badly, but like sometimes they kind of just like see just as a deal more than just, you know, like a, a collaboration and, 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 exactly. and, and not just because like sometimes you hire an influencer for just a post, but you have to think about also because um, they're going to be because they're going to be sharing your brand image for for a long time after that, you know, so like you need to make sure that you have a really good relationship with them because that they're they're the ones like, first of all, they're your customer base. And also they're the ones who are going to be promoting you. So just be really careful also in your relationship with them. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about brand sentiment. Yeah. I found that some some people are super eager to work with brands because they know that they're listening to their customers. They're listening. They want to do better. Mm-hmm. But other brands that are very stubborn and don't listen and are very particular, it just creates a bad sentiment. And then no one is eager to work with them going forward. Yeah. And I think that's something brands should be really careful about as well. Definitely. Yeah. Totally. Cool. So another question that someone asked was, how do I find the best influencer for my brand or business? So when a client would come to you, what would be your process to find the best match for them? Um, And then I'll give you my two cents. Yeah. Uh, This one is a little tricky um, because it depends on, again, it depends on the the brand's budget and it depends on the the brand, et cetera. And and where also, because the difference between Hong Kong and the UK, Hong Kong, like it's, there is a large community of influencers, but it's still, it's, it's a big pool, but it's, it's still doable. Like in the UK, it's massive. It's, it's, it's really hard to find an influencer in the UK, unless you're using a, um, a software. I mean, there are already plenty of platforms and software that you can pay online and that really help you track, uh, you know, like the level of engagement, the following, the, uh, and all the data that just comes with like your return of, of investment on campaigns and things like that. So usually like there are two ways. You either go through one of those platforms, which are costly, I'm not going to lie, or um, for in Hong Kong, I've mostly just done it myself. Like either we do, um, we, we, we send like a, a sort of like call to action on our um, Instagram and we say, look, we're looking for influencers for uh, this brand or this type of client or or this campaign. And then we have usually people recommend um other influencers which that's kind of like because i feel like it's 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 more it's it's more human that way and then we we can build a relationship with them um and then we kind of like keep track of who we work with and then and through those like we find other influencers so but that's doable in hong kong because again it's it's a much smaller community um the uk we we tend to just use a, a, a software to do that um because just because having all of those uh, influencers in, in onto one platform and having that uh data to back up uh, your uh, your decision is, is very important uh, because there's just so many out there. It's really hard. It's really, really hard to um, to pick the right influencer for a brand. 
Exactly. Yeah. Normally, I don't like those apps actually that help you predict yeah, or find inferences. We don't have because I feel like there's such a personal. No, they, I mean, I think there's a lot of ways to go around it. Like I personally think, as soon as a brand says, "Okay, I want to do an influencer marketing strategy," I always tend to look at what is a brand or business strong points. Mm-hmm. Who is the target audience, and what does the target audience lifestyle entail? And if you know, okay, cool for this business, the people are probably going to be super active and blah 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 then I try to go find someone who's the most relevant um, to the target audience's lifestyle. Who do they listen to? Who do they look at? And then just try to find someone that's as relevant to the brand as possible. Yeah, but possible how do you do that? And offers... Because like, there, there's so well, many, so you might you be have missing to... on you know, one or the other um, person you know, because it, there's just so many out there. How do you actually go out and then look for these people? So I would create a very targeted split. So normally when I build the strategies for the influencer marketing, I would normally go say, okay, cool. A, you need to find active people that are based here that are female focused. B, another part of your business is very much um, mom stay at home. C, so I feel like it's really important to understand the business and the core value that the product or service is offering. Mm -hmm. And then go split your main top tier, lower tier, Um, and highest tier audience so if say for instance we have x budget and I know the largest audience is active women my second less important audience is moms my third audience would be dads then I would go try to find a clear split between okay we'll have five active females we'll have two stay-at-home moms and we'll maybe have one male influencer and now I've covered all of the brand's sort of needs and who they need to talk to And now that I know who I'm looking for, I'll go try to find my five fitness moms based in the country that I need them to be in. Or I'll go find, um, you know, so it also depends on what channels are you looking to be relevant. So if I know the main channels are Facebook and Instagram, I'm not going to work with someone who's got a huge following on Twitter. It wouldn't make Mm -hmm. sense. So I think it's very much honing down on your niche. Like what are the channels you're looking to be relevant or do the activation? Where does the target audience need to be based? What country? What activities? What lifestyle? And how do they help promote the brand um, activation for what it is you're trying to do? But I think, again, another thing that I've seen many times in the past is businesses would want to work with different KOL, but the way they produce content, the way they communicate is so different to the brand that that becomes a big issue because then the brand ends up being unhappy with what they produce because it's not in alignment with the brand. So for me, I think it's very important if you are going to go work with an influencer, go look at their posts, look at the wall feed, look at their website, look at who they're talking to, look at how much engagement they're getting and then decide, are they a good fit? Do they represent your brand's beliefs and values and are they in alignment with the type of content and activation you're trying to achieve at the end of the day? So I always think it's good to like start at the end. What are you expecting at the end of the project and backtrack from there? And then you have a clear understanding of, I think, who you're trying to work yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It is true. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we can talk about that all day. I mean, uh, it's, it's just, just a, it's a process to find the right it's, it's so hard. for it's, your it's, brand. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, it's not hard because, I mean, if you really target well, what, what you want to, uh, like you said, what you want out of that campaign, it's, uh, you, it's just, it's just actually finding that person, like physically being able to find that person. There are just so many out there uh, that you do have to have 
to go through like I've had sometimes like using that the one of our partner softwares like we I have spent like hours just like looking through profiles and profiles and profiles like it's just it's it, it's hard it's just it, it it does take a lot of time and you have to be really committed to make sure that you find the right influencer for for your campaign um but at the end of the day it's just yeah it's it's tricky it's really tricky influencer marketing is really tricky <laughs> Exactly. But that's why I think it all comes down to planning. Yeah, and you really need to, so that you know, make sure you you're really clear. know what you want. Otherwise, you're just gonna, you're just gonna go for your for visibility. And you might actually uh, lack, um, let's say, a return of investment. Um, once you just hire someone for visibility, and they're just not really in, in line with your brand. Um, but it, it is it takes a lot of time. I think a lot of people think that you just you can just like, go online and then just find an influencer and then just work with them. I think there's just so much more going in that process uh, that brands don't realize, um, and, which is, you know, taking the time to getting to know that influencer and making sure um, that they really are a fit for your brand, not just the numbers of followers on their account, that just make sure that they really make sense uh, with your brand image and, and, and your communication. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's another thing that a lot of people should consider is more the longevity of the relationship with mm-hmm. the KOL. Because I think people don't realize the time it takes to onboard, brief, activate with each yeah. influencer. By the time you're done, you're rushing to get the next activation, the next influencer for the next yeah. quarter. So I think the longevity of an influencer is always mm-hmm. great because that means you've already briefed them, they already understand your brand. You can just keep right. going for the time. And they grew with the brand. As marketing well. strategy. Yeah. That is exactly. Fun. So I think that adds more value for sure. So on to the next question. Um, so normally when you're working with influencers, what is your sort of goal uh, you're trying to achieve with the different activations you're doing? Uh, honestly, it usually, usually depends with the brand I work with. Um, again, I mean, the, it's there, it depends with the brand I, I work with. Honestly, I've worked with, um, really different sorts of brand. Like I said last time, um, if, if I work with a brand that is, um, like for example, we work with a startup that's that has like a really uh, important mission when it comes to like health and things like that. So like when I, when I work with influencers for those brands, I want them to be not just engaged, but like I want them to really ha- to really how to say like when I go on their profile, I want to make sure that they really reflect the the, the brand's vision and the brand mission. I think it's just beyond visibility for the, for for those. I think it's it's really about uh, them also sharing their voice and their opinion. Uh, and being really engaged on that on on that subject, uh, but so you're working more with like engagement yeah, type goals. More, when to it be comes honest, to yeah. Working. I mean, again, it dep- it really depends on like the the brand. Some brands like they 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 want to have you know because the campaigns we do, we we have like between fifteen and twenty influencers in in each campaign. So obviously, like it's gonna be a hit and miss sometimes. Like we're gonna have some in there that are just you know just here for visibility. But depending on like the, on the brand's vision and, and 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 their mission and the mission with their with their campaign, like we, yeah, sometimes I mean most of the time I usually say engagement is the most important and creating a conversation around the brand and around uh, the, the 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 vision with 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 that campaign. I think it's important. But some brands I've also had work with and they're just like, oh, here is the budget. We just want our brand to be known, uh, you know, widely. Uh, uh, through that came through that campaign so sometimes it's just visibility and, and just an authenticity if, if you can which i mean should be for me the first thing but the thing is we we 
we suggest influencers to the brand and we guide them as much as we can. But at the end of the day, the client is the one who's going to decide, you know, because they're the one holding the budget when it comes to influencers. Um, so for me personally, if I had to use it just for Pixel, I think engagement and authenticity are like the um, most important thing that I would be looking for in an influencer. Uh, they would be like the ultimate goals. Uh, but some brands I've had to work with, they're just like, okay, we just need people with a lot of visibility. So our posts just get, you know, just widely seen on, on, on social media. So it really depends again. Yeah. 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 I think for most of the brands I've worked with as well, it would either be to drive educational content or drive visibility mm -hmm. for the brand or drive local sort of uh, more of a local look and feel where we had to find localized influencers to help global brands sort of infiltrate different yeah. Asian markets. But I do think it's important to to know what your goals are before you sort of start briefing and working with influencers. Because I know it can be brand awareness. You could be trying to build your brand identity. You could be trying to just engage. You could be trying to do lead generation. You could be trying trying to drive sales, customer loyalty programs. So there's so yeah. many different ways that influencer collaborations can be useful to your brand. But again, like you said, every client has different. Because well, we work differently because we, we are because we create the campaign, like we create the video campaign. So like the the goals usually come from the client. So we will adapt and find the influences depending on the goals of the client. If it sells, uh, if if it's generating sales, then we'll find you know we'll we'll try to make sure our campaigns are made so that you know those goals are being met or if it's if, if it's uh visibility if it's engagement if it's i don't know it's it depends on 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 the brands that's more like the brand side for us when it comes to that yeah yeah for sure it's always up yeah. to the brand obviously um and for us to help implement mm -hmm. it in a creative way so yeah cool um so i had a few more questions actually i asked a few um of the startup companies here in hong kong and some of the questions were, let's just grab one more question, then we can wrap up. Okay, any of the questions that you wanted to run over that were from the, the Hong Kong startup? Um, I think there was one. Mm -hmm. As a new brand, is it also helpful to know how to approach influencers in a way that isn't annoying? <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> that's a good question yeah. okay like let's that answer one that because, one <laughs> uh, i know it might be scary to approach influencers especially when you're a young brand you might think that they're not going to take you seriously uh, and again like i've had I've, I've had even coming with big clients i've had influencers just like kind of just like <laughs> throw the door back in my face and i'm like okay sure um so it is it is or just don't reply. They no, just they're ghost either ghost me or they just like I've had I have I've had honestly some very good experiences, some very bad. I've had I've had influencers just like being really, really uh, not polite, let's say. <laughs> let's just let's just stick to that. Uh, in their answers or uh, very uh demeaning in the way that they, they, they spoke to to me. So I was like, okay, like I I, I get it um but i think i think you, you just shouldn't be scared again i think it all goes into like researching really well before getting into contact with them and then having a really set of, uh, of of goals and and a really good brief before going in and really knowing what you expect from them and then just being really friendly be like hi like this is who we are being very authentic and honest in your message i think is what really catch their attention and that's how they're also going to decide whether or not they want to work with you 
and to be honest like if you get rejected then that's good because then you wouldn't have wanted to work with them in the first place so that's yeah i know it gets a little tricky and it gets a little scary approaching influencers but a lot of them are very lovely and they're very inclined to help and if they're not they always say something nice and then they might direct you towards someone else that might help so yeah i don't know about you on that but yeah exactly Yeah, I agree. I think um, knowing how to message them and handling it sort of like a, yeah, a relationship. A so first introducing mm -hmm. what you're about. Exactly. And just being very open and honest, but also being very clear on what you need. So it's not like a guessing game or confusing right. communication. And I also find like you should always have one person that's direct contact, that's able to sort of let the influencer know what's going on and that there's not too many people involved in the conversation so that you're able to build mm -hmm. that relationship yeah. with them. Um, and I would also agree with you that you're probably going to email 10 people and yeah, two people will reply. But they'll be the right ones. Um, so just keep going. Exactly, exactly. Um, and not only that, like I think, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes they'll find you annoying and then they mm -hmm. just won't reply. Um, but I think it's always, you know, if, if you have reached out to the right influencer who loves yeah. your brand or what you stand for, They're going to be very. But just make sure you're honest and authentic you. when you approach um, them, because I do get uh, spam by a lot of uh, of accounts that just uh, always have the same, you know, same pre-made messages, and you know that those I'm not going to respond to them, because um, it exactly it, need it needs to, to feel personalized. Personal. I think it needs to come from like it really needs to come from the heart and just say like, look, I really want you to work with my brand because I think you would be a great fit. And if someone comes to me and say that, I'll be like, for sure, yeah, like let me look into this, and like definitely, yeah 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 you're so right like I've actually personally received a lot of generic messages yeah. in my Instagram people like brands offering discount codes and stuff and I was like this yeah. is so and copy like, and paste like fit. no I don't care yeah. no I, like, don't I don't want don't your product like, with Pixel we've been targeted so many times by like um, um, health and fitness uh, brands for like promoting leggings on our, our our page or 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 and i'm like have you even one time i actually replied i was like have you even looked at our page like have you do you even know what we do because um i mean no offense but we we're media like we we don't like we're, we're not an influencer like we're we're we are immediate i mean you haven't even looked at our page you, i'm just part of a database of messages that you've sent like that's like the least personal thing that you could do <laughs> that's just exactly exactly no i totally agree so yeah, definitely avoid that. that um for sure yeah, not to be irritating <laughs> but yeah awesome yeah. so that wraps up the questions for the influencer marketing but um yeah stay tuned because i know we're going to do a series of um, different topics to help people with their yes. social media questions We hope we answered all your questions regarding influencer marketing. Please feel free to read more on our blog and upcoming courses that we will be developing. We are here to support you with your startup business. Don't hesitate to get in touch and ask us questions and we'll make sure to work it into our next podcast to help you work on your startup business growth.